Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Check out our new website for all your news, updates, and episodes at NASCARfieldfiller.com. We have one spot left in the field, so let's fill up the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. This episode is a little bit later than the other ones, but you know what? It's fine. Because we still have plenty of time to get our fancy picks in for the third race of the season. And that is at Homestead Miami Speedway. We're still hanging out in the state of Florida, which is fine. There's some great stuff there. You know, there's alligators, there's Disney World, and of course the great and almighty Florida man. So there's still a lot to talk about. But the most important thing we got to get to is our fantasy picks. We got to make sure we're still kicking ass in our leagues. So let's get into it. Let's look at the top picks going into the third race of the 2021 season. Alrighty, so we know the routine. We're going off a of NASCAR Fantasy Live picks. You can only pick six drivers. Five of them count towards your final score. One will be in the garage. Stage points do matter. And you can only pick one driver ten times throughout the regular season. So you got to be a little bit intelligent on your picks. You can't waste them all on Kevin Harvick in the first ten races. You have to separate them out. Now, when it comes to Homestead Miami Speedway... Your picks should really be the top dogs most of the time. And here's the reason why I'm going to say that. I'm looking at the averages for a lot of drivers, and there's a big separation from the guys who usually run for the championship compared to all the other drivers. It's not like a plate race. It's not like the road course, kind of like what we've been seeing the last two weeks. This is a little bit different. You usually want the best of the best for these kind of weeks. So if you haven't used um, these top dogs in any of the races beforehand, do it now because Homestead, usually only the top people are the ones competing for the victory. So we'll do the same as we've usually done. We're going to do five of the top dogs, five of the dark horses, and some drivers that you might want to take a chance on. First driver I'm going to cover on is the guy with the most points average in a race, and that is the number 18 of Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is the 2015 and 2019 champion, and there's a good reason why. Since 2014, the championship race was the only race that mattered when it come to crowning a champion. Now that it's been moved on to Phoenix in 2020, Homestead doesn't have that honor. But from 2014 to 2019, it did. And Kyle Busch has won two of those races to become champion. And his other finishes have been pretty impressive too. Last year, he finished sixth. And then the other races where he did not get first, it was still sixth or better, scoring on average 39.2 points in those races. So Kyle Busch is definitely a good person to have on your roster for this week. I know somewhere out there, I can hear Doofus Rufus rubbing his ego out there, just being so happy. He's just like, oh, yes. Kyle Busch. I said I would never mention him again, but obviously when it comes to Kyle Busch, I have to mention him. The second driver I want to put as a top dog, that is Kyle Larson in the number five car. And here's the reason why. He did not compete here last year. We already know that story. We don't got to go into it more. But in those other races that he competed at, he was usually the guy that everyone had to beat. And this could be the chance where the number five car gets its first victory of the year. It may not be the Bristol Dirt Race. He does so damn good at this racetrack. Even with an engine problem last year where he finished, I think it was 
40th or 39th, he still got 18 stage points, so he was a top contender in that race. And then the other ones, he has scored 41 or more points in the last five years, averaging out to 39 points. That's including his engine problems in the most recent race he ran at Homestead. He is a really, really good person to add on your roster. I wouldn't be surprised to see the number five car contending for the win by the end of this race. Next person I have is Martin Trex Jr. in the number 19. Joe Gibbs tends to do really, really good at this racetrack. And I mean, Martin Trex Jr., he's won a championship due to this race back in 2017. And then the other races, um, he finished second in both of them competing for the championship. Last year, he did not do the best. He was running 12th, but he was with a brand new team. They're still trying to get the bugs figured out. And when they got those bugs figured out, he ran a damn good stretch into the summer. So now that those growing pains, is a good way to put it, are now gone, I can see him doing what he's been doing the last few years, and that is running in the top three by the end of the race. Make sure to add Martin Trex Jr. to your roster for this race. Next person I have on here making the top dogs once again, the only driver to do that every single time, and that is Denny Hamlin in the number 11 machine. Denny Hamlin is really good at this racetrack. I mean, hell, he won it last year and scored the most amount of points that you can in a race. He scored 60 points. Now, in the other few races beforehand, he has finished in between 9th and 12th the previous four years before this victory. So, he hasn't really been a top contender. Now, most people can argue that he's just not able to seal the deal throughout the end of the year. That is usually why he's right around the top 10. But... It's not in that spot anymore, and guess what? It's a mile and a half. He did really good on those tracks last year, and he's honestly the favorite right now going into this race. Now, one thing I do want to mention here is that is there's a good chance that you've probably already had him on your roster twice already, and he's done really well for you. He's scored the most points out of anybody in both those races. I mean, he tied Joey Logano last week, but you get what I mean. He's been doing really good for your roster, but do you want to waste all three picks this early in the season? I mean, if you can guarantee that he scores about 52 or more points, by all means, keep him on there. You, you can't do really any better than that. However, if you feel like there's a chance that he could fall back to what he did the previous four years before he got that victory and get a 10th or 12th place finish, I don't know if you want to rely on having Denny Hamlin as one of your top picks. There's plenty of other racetracks where he can absolutely dominate and score 50-plus points again. So that's one thing to consider. Then the last one, he finally has made the fantasy roster list, and that is the number four of Kevin Harvick. It is time to talk about the number four machine from Stuart Haas Racing. And why are we adding him onto the list finally? It's because it's a mile and a half track. Duh. Not only that, he does really well when it comes to Homestead. I mean, he's won a championship. Go back to 2014, he won the final race there. And his other few finishes, yes, he has had a couple of rough finishes, including the race last year where he finished 26, only 11 points. Not really contender, but if you could scratch that, the other finishes, third and fourth, the last previous four years, scoring on average 33 points. That is a pretty good indication that he's going to be a top five runner in this event. Could there be a chance that maybe he has something similar happen to him in 2020 where he finishes near the back? I mean, that always can come out, but I really think that he's going to do whatever he can to show what that Stuart Haas team can do with that number four car. I think he's going to be running near the front. I think it's time to finally put that number four machine on your fantasy team. 
So those are the top dogs, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, Martin Trex Jr., Denny Hamlin, and Kevin Harvick. Now let's move on to the dark horses. The first driver I have on here is one that I know a lot of you have been thinking about ever since the last race here at Homestead, and that is the number eight of Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick absolutely loves this racetrack. He did so damn good in it when he ran the Xfinity Series, and he finished fourth in the cup race last year. Now, I know most people remember that he thought it was the last lap with two to go, so he shut off his car halfway through the final lap, got it back going, still finished fourth. It was a funny video. If you ever have gotten the chance, go watch that. That's absolutely funny. But honestly, that was the only bad thing he did in that entire race. He absolutely did great around that racetrack, scoring 50 points in that race. Tyler Reddick, definitely a good add-on to your roster, especially as a dark horse. If anyone is going to get their first win this weekend and keep that streak going of new winners for the 2021 season, it's Tyler Reddick in that number eight. I could see him winning this race. So if you want to take a big gamble, this is your driver right here. If you're going to put money down and you're hoping that someone is going to pull the upset, it could be Tyler Reddick. Next driver I have on the dark horse list just missed the top dogs. That is Joey Logano in the number 22. His average is a little bit lower than the other drivers that were mentioned with 33.8 average fantasy points at this racetrack. But don't let that discourage you because there's a reason why he has won the championship here as well. I mean, most of these drivers have won the championship due to a victory at Homestead. I think everyone except uh, Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson have won a championship due to a victory in this race. And Joey Logano's another one of them. I mean, six or better in four of the last five races. He kind of falls in the same spot as Kevin Harvick, running 27th near the end. And his only thing that he was paying attention to in that race was doing everything he can to make sure Chase Elliott didn't win that race. You know what? He succeeded in that. And a lot of Chase Elliott people hate Joey Logano. Well, a lot of people hate Joey Logano, but that's the main reason why a lot of people do not like Joey Logano, who are Chase Elliott fans. But there is a good chance that he's not going to be running in that spot, uh, going a couple laps down due to the leaders catching up to him. He might be in the top 10, maybe even the top 5, going for that victory. So keep an, uh, keep Joey Logano on your mind when doing your fantasy team. And speaking of the driver that he blocked, how about Chase Elliott in the number 9 machine? 34.2 average points here at this racetrack. Finished second last year with 50 points. And then the other races, not really anything too spectacular. I mean, he did get a 5th place finish a couple years ago when he was driving the number 24 car. But other than that, nothing too spectacular. That's why he's considered more of a dark horse in this race. Could Chase Elliott get a top 10? Absolutely. Maybe even a top 5. Is he going for the victory? Well... We got to see how he does. I mean, he was running for it last year. Let's see if he can repeat the same thing. But when compared to the other drivers, I feel more comfortable with a Joe Gibbs driver more than I do a Rick Henrik driver. And even then, if I'm considering the Rick Henrik drivers, I'm going to lean more towards Kyle Larson than Chase Elliott. So Chase Elliott, more of a fourth or fifth pick. But honestly, road courses and some other racetracks like Charlotte would be much better picks than here at Homestead. Then a driver that really hasn't been a top dog yet, and I'm wondering when I'm ever going to put him up there. This week is not that week, and that is Brad Keselowski. Brad Keselowski is more of a top 10 guy more than anything when it comes to this race. I mean, nothing really too spectacular has popped out to me when I've seen the number two car at Homestead. 
Literally with um, a 10th place, 18th, 5th, and 7th in the last four races. Nothing really screams he's going to be there at the end. So I'm looking at him as more of the 4th or 5th pick in this race. And not really a guy that you should put on the top of your roster. I think there's still other races to consider him than putting him at Homestead. That's all I got to say about that. And the last one I have here is Tyler Reddick's teammate that is the number three of Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon is now being known as kind of the second Eric Amarola, but maybe even a little better in that number three machine. Um, the last five races here, he has finished 7th, 8th, 11th, 11th, and 12th. So he's been slowly improving every single race. And now that you got someone like Tyler Reddick, who knows this track like the back of their hand, that's going to really help out your teammates. And we've kind of seen that with Austin Dillon. He has been improving every single race. And now there's a good chance that he could score you potentially 35 or more points in this race and that's a great person to have as a fifth or sixth pick i mean if they are more than likely going to get you a top 10 by all means keep him on your roster and i think this is a good race to finally include austin Dillon. i know he did really good at daytona put him on here as well he will impress you i think having both of the rcr cars is not a bad idea when it comes to this race so those are the dark horses there we got joey logano tyler reddick austin Dillon, chase elliott and brad kisilowski for the last drivers to consider on your fantasy list, this is the take a chance drivers, the drivers that you're going to have more than likely in your garage. But if something happens to one of your top people, you want to replace him with this guy. Uh, there's been a couple drivers here that I'm not too sure on, but they might just very well impress us. First one being the number 20 of Christopher Bell. Now, it's not going to be due to the Michael McDowell situation where I think, oh, he's running on momentum, even though momentum is very, very good for any kind of team. However, when it comes to Christopher Bell, he did really good in this race too last year. Everyone focused on Tyler Reddick, but Christopher Bell in that number 95 machine finished 8th scoring 29 points. And he's always been a contender going against Tyler Reddick. Now that he's in better equipment, there may be a chance that he could potentially get a top 5 and another good showing. I mean, shoot, you already got your win at the Daytona Road Course. You're definitely going to be having so much momentum and so much confidence going into this race already. And now that you're with a better team where you already scored eighth place with the secondary team, you bet your ass you're going to be running near the front. So Christopher Bell is a good person to have as a sixth pick. I mean, there could be a chance that maybe something falls apart on that team, but I really don't see it happening. That's definitely a good guy to add as the sixth one. The next person I have on here is Eric Amarola. Eric Amarola, when it comes to mile and a half, you can never count him out. And I mean, here at Homestead, I don't think his finishes are too spectacular. He's had a few finishes where he's finished 18th. He ran into some problems uh, five years ago and finished 40th. I mean, we definitely don't want someone like that. But in the other few races, he's gotten a top five and he has finished ninth. I don't expect him really to be a uh, front contender but he could still get you a top 10. I think 28 points on average. I think he can get that once again. I don't think anything too spectacular will come out of him. But definitely a good consistent driver to have here as a sixth person. Then this other one, it's going to be a little bit of a gamble. I'm not really relying on the driver. I'm relying on the backing from another team. 
and that is the number 23 of Bubba Wallace. You know with the partnership with Joe Gibbs Racing, that secondary car has always done good, whoever's in that car. I mean, Christopher Bell did good last year. Matty Bandetto did good in that 95 car a couple years ago. Both of them got solid top 10s, and it wasn't just a fluke. They did really good in that race. And now that Bubba Wallace is kind of in that spot, we now get to see what this team can do at mile and a half. Now, I know there's been a few races where he's kind of let us down. I mean, Daytona Road Course, we knew he wasn't going to do good there. The Daytona race, he was near the front most of the time and then kind of screwed up near the end. This one is really going to determine how well the 23XI team is. I really think that mile and a half really do determine how good a team can be in NASCAR. So this is a big, big weekend for that team. Now, Bubba Wallace finishes hasn't been the best at this racetrack. Here's the last three finishes he's had. 13th, 34th, and 21st. You know, that's a little stressful. I mean, like I said, that's why he's at best a sixth pick. You're taking a gamble on him. If you're going to put two of these drivers on this list, then you're really playing with fire. But Bubba Wallace, maybe he can surprise us. Maybe he can actually have a really good finish in this race. But it's more going on a hunch than is on cold, hard facts. So if you don't want to put him on your roster, I do understand. But there might be a chance that that number 23 car gets a top 10 finish in this race and potentially scores 35 or more points. And then the last person I have on here is Ryan Newman in the number 6. I mean, last year I did the same thing, and he really didn't do that well. He finished 30th, 7 whole points. That was a big bummer. But in the other few races beforehand, he finished 7th, 15th, 10th. He did have a DNF in the race um, before that, but he still got 16 points. So he still got a, quite a few um, stage points at Homestead. Now, the thing that a lot of people are saying is, well, most of those races he was with RCR equipment, and they're really good at Homestead. That may be true, but Ryan Newman seems to show up when it comes to this racetrack. I do get nervous a little bit to see him finish 30th in the last race. However, that was when he finally came back to NASCAR after his horrendous crash at Daytona in the 2020 year. So there is a little bit of kind of like that one's kind of an asterisk. We don't know how much that affected him and it could still be affecting him right now. We don't know for sure. So that's why he's more of a six pick. But hey, I've seen the success that he's had at that racetrack. So there's a good chance that he could get you some solid points in this race and might be a driver to consider when finishing your fantasy team. So those are the take a chance guys I have. That's Christopher Bell, Eric Amarola, Bubba Wallace, and Ryan Newman. And that will conclude our top fantasy picks, guys. Make sure to go on your fantasy roster. Make sure to make those changes before the Homestead race so you can keep up in your leagues. And if you do want to join a league, we have our own league going on. It is uh, called NASCAR Field Fillers. Make sure to check that out. We love competing against the fans. So far, the observers have been holding the top spot, but maybe one of you guys can finally take us down. We shall see. My drivers, I think this week, I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick, and Austin Dillon. Not going to take any chances. I have to get a win. I'm tired of being fourth and fifth. It's time for me to get a W in this league.
And other than that, guys, thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. Make sure to visit our website at NASCARFieldFillers.com. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.